So Mike's not here. You want to get that out of the way right now, Frog? Mike's yeah, not no, here. Mike is gone. Mike got killed in a car crash on the way over to the recording studio. I'm uh, please. Can we have a moment of silence in the comment section for uh, Mike? No, that's not what happened at all. Actually, uh, Mike yeah, got fine. incredibly intoxicated last night and started hitting up like random e boys on Twitter. So now he did do that. <laughs> so now he has a shame gay boner at work at a very masculine job and a hangover. And uh, we're recording without him. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the No Mike Podcast. So we hate Mike Podcast. Um, <laughs> All right. Coming at you, not live, actually a week in advance, but you'll get there. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is we basically, and I don't think this weekend was good for Mike. And we, we tried to do a thing where we make sure everybody can get together to record. The biggest issue is I haven't been available for two episodes so far. And... We, I, I wouldn't be available for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday recording, which is like our, our fail-safe recordings. So Mike yeah. decided to take a bullet this time. So we, we appreciate it, Mike. Uh, you will be missed and forgotten. Yep. Uh, this is actually the last episode, or last episode was the last episode with Mike in it. This is now a duo podcast. Eventually one of us is going to die too. It's a battle royale. So. Yeah, so, and then uh, I'm hoping it's Frog, because as soon as Frog goes and I get a hold of like Mike's YouTube account, it's just going to be the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. Like, you thought yeah. I liked anime? No, we're going to talk about how the coronavirus is designed to kill baby boomers now that the Democratic National Committee has more millennial voters than conservative voters. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get well, that far. Look forward to that in about uh, three or, well, how It's about six months or so? Sure. Uh, like nine. Um, when I die of coronavirus myself, then you can do it. Okay, so we're going to start this episode. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I need to I need to explain this to you. When we asked for the cringiest stories that we'd ever heard, we were asked that, like, what, back in episode four or five? Like, it was fairly early. I want to say, like, I want to say, like, eight or something. It wasn't super. It was before ten, I'm sure. Yeah, so it was, we were asked, like, a long time ago, what is the cringiest thing you've ever done? And I yeah. had actually blocked this memory out. I, I had completely <laughs> forgotten about this memory and just totally blocked it out completely. Uh, that bodes well. Uh, no, it it. I remembered it the other day while I was taking a dump and just like rolled forward off the toilet bowl, gl- like grabbing my <laughs> stomach from how bad I I cringed from this. So, uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I told the story to Mike, and I think he laughed himself to sleep. Are you sure you want to open with this? Maybe you want to do this no, like the end, so I don't vomit and like not want to record anymore. No, we're we're, we're doing this live. We are doing this live. <laughs> So, uh, I, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about where I was. I'll talk about how old I was, but I'm not going into detail about where I was. And I, I'm trying not to dox the other person in this situation. But, uh, in high school, I, I was basically a simp. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I, I'm. Who isn't though, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like either you're, you're a Chad or, or you're a, you know, a, a, a Kyle or a, I don't know, like not a child, but, but like, here's the thing. Apparently, I was a Brad all throughout high school, and I never knew it uh, mm. because I, I think I had more girlfriends, at, and this isn't just bragging. This is like putting the numbers out there. Like, I had a ton of girlfriends. That's not something you can accomplish as a simp. Like, I probably went through six girls a semester, and that's Damn. not counting all the side flings. It was just like, I uh, the moment they said, I love you or something, like, I would get nervous and then, like, take them out to the, to the uh, I, don't, I don't know if Canadian schools have this, but American schools have... Uh, 
they're they're glorified trailers. But when the school gets the the population gets too big, they have to make classrooms outside the school. Oh no, yeah, I, I had a school like uh, back in Ottawa when I lived there in central yeah. central Canada. Yeah, we had like um these little like yeah these like uh portable yeah, classrooms portables, that were just like shipping containers. That they yeah. just put chairs and desks in. It was weird. Yeah, and uh, so like I would take them out behind the portables and break up with them, and then like anime Naruto <laughs> run all the way back into school. So like that, yeah. that that's the kind of stuff I did. But there was one girl, uh, and this girl like tormented my entire high school existence because her and I were both so flippant that we would just we would just circle around each other and we would date and then we would like we never officially dated, but like we would get together, we would cheat on our girlfriend or boyfriend with each other, and then we would like wild. We would break up with our boyfriend and girlfriend and we'd hang out for like three days and then we would just I don't know if we'd lose interest in each other or what. But we'd stop dating. And, like, we would just ricochet over and over again like this. Over the course of, like, three years, she ruined so many relationships. And I ruined so many of hers. Like, it wasn't even funny. Uh, but she, like, as far as I could describe her, honestly, I would say that if, if you're trying to think of, like, a 10 out of 10, that's what this girl looked like in high school. Like, she was, like, 5'11", 6 feet tall. Uh, she kept a pixie bob before it became the Karen haircut. Like, she dyed her hair black with a pixie bond. Like, she, her skin was as pale as it can physically get without it being, like, albinism or looking really bad. Like, yeah. flawless skin. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to just, like, paint a picture of this girl without sounding like I'm thirsting. Oh, just 16-year-old. Well, she was actually two <laughs> years older than me. Oh. Uh. So, I was 16. She was 18. So, eat a dick, frog. Um, but I mean, I'm not in the mood, but... <laughs> But like, uh, really, she she was she was gorgeous, and I was totally head over heels for her. And apparently, she thought I was funny. Which, uh, by the way, simps, no matter what anybody says, if you're funny and you can like bench your own body weight, you have no reason not to get a girlfriend. <laughs> like, just I'm putting that out there. Like, if you can make them laugh and you can bench your own body weight, you 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 can lay the smack down. Guys, if you just have a nice smile, a firm handshake, and four hundred thousand dollars, you two can get girls. <laughs> Nope, like, I would say, because I asked my wife about it, because I was like, you know, a lot of bodybuilders get that crap about, uh, like, oh, you know, hey, uh, the girls don't like me even though I'm muscular. And my wife's like, being physically fit may not help you to get a girl, but it definitely doesn't detract from you getting a girl. It depends girl. on the girl, actually. I feel like some girls have, like, a preference. Well, yeah, like, no girl, uh, if, if, if you look like, um, uh, da da da, George of the Jungle, the mummy, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Brandon Frazier. If you look like Brandon oh, Frazier yeah. from George of the Jungle, girls are going to be much more attracted to you than if you look like oh, I mean, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Generally, yes, sure. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, going, going forward about this. Uh, so she liked me for some reason. And so I was, I would do anything this girl asked. And it, 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 that got proven one day. Uh, I would do anything this girl asked because I, I, I adored this girl. Um, we were at a costume shop. In the city I grew up, or the the city I spent my high school days in, we were at a costume shop, and this was like an everything costume shop. Like they had masquerade ball gowns, they had masks, uh, and it was a it was a rental store. So people that were like filming college projects, uh, people that were filming stuff for like local media, they went to this shop to buy their right, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, Russian uniforms from like 1700s like the napoleonic outfits like they had authentic clothing and they would only rent it you could not buy the clothing like i guess the owner at one point was like yeah i had a guy offer like four grand for a vietnam jumper we had uh because he was a pilot who lost his jumper uh and, and we turned him down like nothing's for sale 
Well, we're going through it and we're making fun of stuff like the furry costumes and whatnot. And she stumbles across a bunch of SS officer uniforms. Oh. Yeah, this this is already going downhill. Uh, and I don't know. When you're like 16 years old, I think you're a psychopath. Like you have no humanity whatsoever. Like like when you're six, oh, yeah, when sure. you're 16 and 17, that is when you're able to watch a video of like a dog getting killed and be able to handle it more than you can now in your 20s. I actually remember when I was like 16, 17. I, w- I was the first time I looked up like watch people die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I can't stomach that now as an adult. But like 16, no, or, I can't at all. Yeah, like 16 or 17 years old, like I can watch people getting tortured, no problem, because you have no empathy. You're a psychopath. I mean, I still felt bad, but it wasn't like, yeah, you know what I mean. But you you were able to push yourself through it. So like. You know, in retrospect, the Holocaust is horrible. Like, let's let's get that out there. Like, <laughs> what happened? Like, everybody was a terrible human being during World War II, and that is not a time in history that you want to glorify. Well, she's going through the uniforms, and she finds the SS uniforms, like, complete with the armband and everything. Oh, my God. And she's like, hey, Moth, put this on. And I'm not even thinking. Like, I'm just thinking about that booty. And so I put the uniform on, no problem. She's like, holy crap, you look amazing. And I'm like, ah, that's not really something you want to hear (laughs) in a Nazi uniform. You Uh, look great as Hitler. Yeah, you look phenomenal. (laughs) To be fair, they had pretty cool jackets. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I think I joked at one point with my wife. I was like, man, I really wish the Nazis weren't the bad guys in World War II. Ironically, dude, they had sick-ass outfits. (laughs) Because their fashion sense was impeccable. It's just It was awesome. It's just, it's a shame about their their prisons, you know? (laughs) Dude, why do you think the main fighting game, like, character I play is, like, based off kind of Nazi paraphernalia? Because... They look so... Like, like it's, it's it's such a baller outfit. Like, it was literally designed for white people to look good. So it's like, damn it. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, so then she throws on a costume. She's like, holy crap, this looks amazing. And, uh, I guess the, the place has a rule where it's like, you can do photography, but you can't do photo shoots inside the... Right, uh, right, right. Inside the place because they, they want to make money off the costume rental. So, uh, we get the price tag. It's like 40 bucks to rent each of these outfits for a day. And she's like, Hey, Moth, do you, do you want to rent these and do a photo shoot with me? And once again, I'm not quantifying the whole like Nazi bad. I'm just thinking <laughs> this girl hot. So, so I go, sure. So, uh, the next day we come in, uh, we buy the, we buy everything. And her mom, like she went and told her mom about it. And I think her mom was one of those supportive types who's just, like, happy whenever her daughter does anything. Because there should be no sane mother who, like, likes this. <laughs> and so her mom's like, yeah, 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 buy the uniforms, come on over, uh, and we'll we'll just, like, you know, we'll take photos of you two. And so I, I, I run home and I tell my mom about it. My mom, a German, like, who was literally born <laughs> in the rebuilding of Germany post-World War II... Right. And my mom was like, oh, I have something that's perfect for your photo shoot. You know, no condemnation. No, like, <laughs> you know, Moth, you shouldn't do this. No. She goes and she grabs an old broom handle pistol from World <laughs> War II. <laughs> like a Luger? Yeah, like a Luger broom handle. Oh, my. And she, oh my God. she's like, just, it's unloaded, but make sure you use it during the shoot tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to look up broom handle pistol. Yeah, it's a Luger. Yeah, it's the Luger broom handle. Oh, man. (laughs) So she hands me this. I don't know where she even got the pistol because I knew all the guns my family owned. And I'm like, where did this come from? And uh, so the next day we go uh, and we put on the uniforms. I don't know why we decided to put on the uniforms and leave the store, but we did. So we have the uniforms on and she's like, 
hey, do you like, because we were going to watch movies later that night. She's like, hey, do you want to go to Fred Meyer and grab some like stuff to watch Vincent Price films? And I was like, sure. And I don't know, like at any point, I made so many stupid decisions with this girl. I just can't believe it. But we go into Fred Meyer with Nazi uniforms on and the armbands. <laughs> Like, armbands, uniforms, everything. Like, I got the straight-up Blitzkrieg Death Skull on my helmet. She's going, And we're just goose-stepping. Like, I I think I was doing it somewhat as a joke to make her laugh, but I'm goose-stepping down the aisles grabbing Code Red. Like, and the whole time she's, like, making jokes because at the time, like, Mountain Dew Whiteout had come out, and it was, like, during that Supernova Whiteout Voltage competition. Good stuff. Dude, the fact that, to this day, the fact that Supernova never won makes me so mad. But she said there, she goes, no, you must get the white out. It is the only drink Ariots can drink. <laughs> and I'm just, dude, like, I, I cannot tell you how much this story, like, makes my blood boil these days. But, like, I just. <laughs> is this the part where you tell her that nowadays she identifies as a white nationalist? <laughs> no, uh, actually, these days, like, she, she took a full, like, 180. Like, she voted Hillary. Okay, okay. Uh, cause my wife is friends with her on Facebook because they were in band together. Mm-hmm. Um,. She, like, she identifies, like, she was a Hillary supporter last year. Like, she's always talking about how we should kill Trump. Like, she's, like, total, <laughs> Damn. total leftist. Like, she hates all things conservative. So, it's, like, this was really weird back then. Um, But we, uh, you know, so we, we went and we did the photo shoot and everything. And I just, I pray to God these images never reach the light of day. Resurface, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got I got plenty of images that, like, from my high school years that I don't care if they got found. Like, I got the, the images of me wearing, like, a full-body Hot Topic gimp suit that, like, if you find me wearing it, <laughs> sure, whatever. I got pictures of me running around, like, the city I grew up in with a gas mask. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, it's just those pictures I'm so ashamed of to this day because, like, I literally did it because I was simping. I was doing it to impress a girl. <laughs> So, You'll ever just kill six million Jews for a crumb of pussy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in high school, I was in uh, I was in theater. Yeah. So uh, we actually had uh, we did the sound of music. Okay. I think that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So the Von Trapp family. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah yeah yeah. Uh, there's Nazis in that play. If anyone didn't know, and uh, I don't think I was one. I think I was one of the kids, but because uh, I was I was like this pretty short dude in high school with a, a pretty high voice. It's still pretty high, but it's, it was higher than this. Um, but, uh, my friends who were like taller and had deeper voices played Nazis, <laughs> and, you know? So they, they came out in the same kind of getup basically, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's for a play. But that's it makes for sense. a play. That's a stage show. Yeah, yeah. But backstage, every time we met up and they were wearing the, wearing the stuff, we would sieg and then we would do what we called a Heil five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what that is because so. <laughs> I did it too. Like I know exactly what a Heil five is. Yeah, yeah. So we did that a couple times. Obviously, it was in the comfort of our own little dressing room, but it was it was pretty well, it messed just, up. It just goes to show, like, how unempathetic and psychotic we are as human <laughs> beings, like, when we're teenagers. Because, like, to the, like this day, like, if I'm in a costume shop and I see that, I might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, throw the long coat and the hat over me as a joke. But, like, I wouldn't put on the whole uniform, much you less the armband. You wouldn't go tripping around town, like, and, la, 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 yeah, la. Like, it's sure, like, if I, if I ever became a famous, like, voice actor one day, or if I became a famous actor, and that was a role for me, like, yeah, I would take it, you know, as long as it wasn't, like, made by the white supremacists who live in northern Idaho. <laughs> like, sure, but, like, just just walking around casually in, in just Nazi uniforms, like, ah, Ooh, boy. Yeah, that, that was, uh, so Moth just 
killed all of our audience who's not like completely <laughs> fascist. It wasn't uh, so bad. No, it was it was bad. Mike, uh <laughs> or Frog, 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 you have a passion project you're working on. Please cleanse the palate of our entire audience. Yeah, sure, I can talk about it for a little bit. Um for people who follow me on Twitter, it's probably like four of you. Uh I was talking about like how I was writing a script for a video. Like a week ago, I want to say. Did, did you see that post? I don't know. It was like uh, a week ago. No, I, I, I didn't because, uh, to be honest with me, like the like stuff you post doesn't show up on my Twitter, but everything you like shows That's up on a, my Twitter. I've heard multiple people say this to me, and I'm very surprised. That's really strange. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I forgive you. Yeah, but um, I don't mean that to happen. Sometimes it happens. So if I... If I there's no way to turn off likes. You can turn off retweets, but not, not turn off likes. It's very strange. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like I, I mean, you know, the fact I only follow like nine people, so yeah. I, like I I can refresh my Twitter after five a.m. and refresh it at nine a.m. and nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically, I posted a thing saying that I'd written a script, uh, a small like three pages of a script, uh, on fighting games, like a, a game, a video I want to make about fighting games, and particularly I didn't mention it, but uh, fighting games for like kind of teaching concepts to people who are beginners and uh, because i feel like a lot of a lot of uh beginner fighting game tutorial stuff kind of neglects some of the more some of the less obvious things that people kind of struggle with in their starting fighting games a lot of it will tell you like you know how to control your character or like uh, what you should do uh with all that stuff and i'm i'm also going into the idea that like um People struggle with really easy concepts like eight-way directional, like digital input stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm going to uh, be real with you, Frog. Just just going to cut you off there. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's so bad for me that I just bought a mix box. Like, I, can't, I love the mix box. Dude, I can't do eight-way, so I just bought a controller that is literally a WASD and then the eight yeah. button. Well, actually, <laughs> I use WASD too, like I said. I think yeah. you, you, know, you know me. Uh, I use a WASD and half my controller like a fucking freako. But... Uh, so yeah, I just want to talk about mostly stuff like that and mindset, and then go into a little bit of like um, terminology, like neutral and footsies and uh, okazeme, all that stuff that people don't really teach, get, get taught while just naturally through playing. It's kind of you need to kind of hear about it, and I want to kind of break break okay. down some barriers there. It's not super in depth. I just kind of want to scratch the surface a little bit to help people out. Perfect. Let's so uh, I let's yeah. actually let's do a demo about that. So I'm gonna sure, sure. so this is we're gonna do some role playing here, Frog. Uh yeah, yeah. So I'm a level seven orc barbarian. I'm multi classed at level four. Uh Okay. And, into what? Into, into I was a bard and now I'm a barbarian, so I'm a barbarian. Gotcha. Oh right? bard bear oh I didn't hear you. Yeah, and uh I'm racist against elves. Fantastic. Yeah, okay. No, but uh in all actuality what we're uh what we're gonna do is so I'm gonna actually because this is how I feel, because I've played fighting games, I probably own every fighting game that's gonna be in Evo right now. Um, but Do you have Undernight and Birthy Exulate Clear? No, I only have the good ones. Uh, so, <laughs> so it, here's the thing: like, I'll buy a fighting game and I'll play it, and I'll do like the combo tutorials, and I'll get to the point where I can pretty much pull every single one of Frieza's combos without thinking about it. But I still mm -hmm. get my ass kicked online. And now yes. I'm going from Dragon Ball Fighter Z to Guilty Gear. So we don't. Oh boy, we kind of know what Guilty Gear is going to be. But we don't quite know how it's going to feel. Because obviously Smash Brothers doesn't feel the same as Mortal Kombat. And <laughs> Street Fighter doesn't feel the same as Tekken. So let's, uh, let's start like this. If I'm brand new to fighting games, regardless of what fighting game I'm picking up, what would you say <laughs> is most important for me to know? Uh, I think I opened with this. <clears throat> but if you're, if you're not ever played a fighting game before in your life? Uh, let's, let's say like I, I would play Mortal Kombat on my Super Nintendo at a friend's house. Okay. 
But you didn't really understand like how it works. Yeah, no, no, you just you just uppercut. You just uppercut, and then you back yeah. back B with Scorpion every time. Yeah. Um. So what I'd say, I guess, is just kind of start with a completely blank slate in your mind of how video games are supposed to work, because fighting games are very particular in how they function compared to other games. Okay. Like, um, like Smash has like analog direction. I'm pretty sure every other game you you probably know that in the last like 20 years is all use analog direction and. Uh, the concepts like moving forward and attacking to do a forward attack uh, don't always transfer over properly into fighting games. Like uh, this is the thing I think I struggle with, and a lot of people struggle with, is holding forward because they want to move forward while they attack, but end up doing some other move that's very unsafe or like the wrong one they didn't want to use. I guess it's just be patient for the most part. Okay. Now and uh, then yeah. Okay. Now let's say uh, let's say I was an Evo Grand Champion at Street Fighter Five because nobody plays that game because that game is absolute garbage. <laughs> But let's say uh, I was a grand champion of Street Fighter V, and I want to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z. How much different is that going to be as an experience for me? Um, well, I mean, very different, obviously, because you know it's uh, anime fighters like Dragon Ball are a lot more fast paced and about more about like just completely destroying your opponent and getting in their face at all times. While Street Fighter is very much more about uh, fundamentals and like footsies. And trying to, like, get little pokes here and there and counter hits. Okay, so it's more like Samurai Showdown. Yeah, like, a Samurai... Samurai is like, the epitome of, like, the fundamentals-based fighter, I think, right? It's, like, super slow, and, like, all the hits do, like, big damage. Yeah, there's only one and... character that can nuke your health bar with one attack. And that's... Yeah. You have to spend three rounds using all six of his attacks before you can do it. Yeah, but you can do, like, a lot of damage in that game with, with any attack, basically. Yeah, And so... a lot of characters have instant kill moves, I think. Uh, it's not necessarily insta-kill moves, but it's, like, you will feel it. Like, there's like 75% half... or more? Well, it, yeah. it, it's, it's half your health bar in a game where, like, most hits do less than 10% of your health. So it's, like, right, that yeah. you so feel it, it. It can be big. There can be really big, big hits, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that, and so if you, if you, like, mess up and get counter-hit, you're gonna take a lot of damage. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have something like, uh, what's, like, super-duper? Something like Melty Blood or Guilty Gear? Or, uh, where, Killer yeah, Instinct? I haven't played Killer Instinct, but maybe, where you just kind of throw fundamentals out the window and it's all about mobility and moving around and you're just kind of uh, trying to get in your opponent's face or get, or if you're a zoner or something like that, get out of your opponent's face and, as much as possible. Yeah. And it's all about kind of the way you can maneuver yourself around to get into your opponent and get, you know, win neutral and stuff. So it's the biggest thing you'd have to learn if you're moving from a fundamentals game to an anime game is just know your movement options and why they're, and why they're important, I guess, probably, I'd say. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, alright, so, uh, let's say, because we know Guilty Gear is coming out, because that's, that's the big one for me. I'm gonna get back into Guilty Gear, because I've always loved the soundtracks. Weirdly enough, yeah. uh, I haven't enjoyed Guilty Gear since Bridget has been in it, so, like, I, <laughs> I, I legitimately has not enjoyed it. It's funny, I didn't even play Bridget, I'm a Faust player, but, like, I, I oh, just... Faust is in. Yeah, yeah, I know he's in, but Bridget needs to come back. Like, out of all the characters, mm. like, Bridget needs to come back. Um... But let's say I want to play Guilty Gear. We don't know exactly what kind of a fighter it is. We can kind of assume it's similar to uh, to what's the one that they got going on right now. The same company, Arx. Well, Ex Exerd, you mean? Yeah, Exerd's a lot faster. You can tell right away from that. But uh, it it has like cool, like the really cool graphical style, like the similar kind of three D thing they got going on. Uh, with uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, where it's yeah, very well, shaded. Guilty Gear, Exerd. Yeah, those both those games. Kill a Kill If also, same kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, but no one plays that game, but... <laughs> because it's bad, and Kill a Kill is bad. I don't know about that. It, it just looks... It's a 3D fighter, no one cares. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, same kind of graphical style of, like, this weird 
2D-esque looking 3D cel-shaded graphics that are really cool. And they're kind of, the new Guilty Gear is like the new like step of that. Yeah. But in terms of gameplay, it looks a little bit slower and a little bit more almost footsie space. It looks like they took a step back from just the pure anime and went a little more fundamental side. But that's okay. just from my observ- observations. Obviously, I can't like say that for sure. Okay. Um, okay. So now let's say, uh, so with what you just said right there, um, because we yep. got a little bit distracted, I had something I was going to ask you and we just went out the damn window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. But it, you know, these, these things happen. Um, what would I like? What what should I do on any fighting game to prepare for Guilty Gear Four? Uh, prepare for Guilty Gear, like the new one. Yeah, yeah. To prepare um, for Guilty Gear Four. For Strive. Uh, well, if you, well, if if someone who didn't know what fighting games were asked, I would just, if they really wanted to like get training in, I guess I would say playing the old Guilty Gear would be kind of cool, but it'd also be a very different experience. Judging. By what I've seen, it's probably closer to something like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but I honestly can't say for sure. Okay, but, um, uh, but basically, like, I guess the question is, regardless of what the game is, if a game is coming out, like a fighting game yeah. coming out, is there anything I can do in another fighting game to prepare for it? Because it's like, um, hey, know. you know, uh... Uh, let, let, let me think of a good example using shooters as an example. Like, sure, hey, yeah. uh, Doom Eternal is going to have a versus mode. I know for a fact that I can go get on Quake Arena or I can get on Unreal Tournament and I will learn valuable skills that I'm going to be able to take with me to Doom Eternal's multiplayer. Right, yeah. Well, actually, in that case, uh, fighting games have a lot in common in terms of like their fundamental game. Like, uh, Pretty much every fighting game, maybe except for some of Mortal Kombat's features, are almost universal. Like uh, the movement, the jumping, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, motion inputs, like quarter circles and DPs and all that stuff. So, if you practice a fundamental, like, footsie game in any in any fighting game, it'll transfer over to, to, to other games with varying degrees of success, I guess. Right? So... Okay. Like, in Street Fighter, you're obviously going to have a different kind of mental game than you're going to go to play something like Unist, cause just because the movement and the moves in that game work a lot differently. But the the general concepts of, you know, blocking and, uh, you know, getting in on your opponent still are kind of universal across every fighting game. Even, okay. even Mortal Kombat, I'd say. So, play whatever looks closest to you, I think, I guess. Okay. Probably Guilty Gear would probably be the closest thing just because it has the same kind of similar mechanics, but there's new ones in the new game and ones that are taken, taken away, so it's hard to tell. Okay. And uh, last question then for you, Frog. Yes, yes. Uh, name, uh, if I wanted to get into fighting games right now, uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take the current Evo lineup out the window and we'll throw yeah. Super Smash Brothers out the window because you don't, <laughs> yeah. want, you don't want to be a Smash player. Uh, I'm fine with Smash players. I just don't think that they... When I say fighting games in this context, I mean the no, traditional yeah, kind of 2D fighting. Smash is a brawler. You can tell what you want. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, but basically, uh, what game should I start with, Frog? If you had to pick a game for a newcomer to start with, what would it be? This is going to sound biased, and it is. But uh, if you're interested in the traditional kind of stuff, I would go Sam Show, because it's like the embodiment of that. What is if Sam you're interested Show? In the more Samurai Showdown. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's because, like I said, it's the most like the most like kind of footsie fundamentals based yeah. game. If you want to go for more of the anime side, but don't want to go like way too deep, because those games get insanely like intense and hard. Uh, Undernight and Birth, like I said, biased, but is kind of a cool middle ground between the footsie and anime games. Now, and if I... you want to go full anime, I'd go like Guilty Gear or Play Blue. So okay, now that was really weird to me is 
uh, from what I've seen and what I've played, because I've danced around a lot, and like as much as I love Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat sits on the outside of fighting games. Sorta. It's still like it, I think it shares more in common with the fundamentals based games, like kind of more Street Fighter ish. But yeah. it has some more intense combos in Street Fighter. So if, as long as I've seen. Well, anyway. there was uh, with with Mortal Kombat 10 for a long time. There was that issue with Kano where you could. Uh, with, mm-hmm. I think it was Red Eye Kano could just solo an enemy with one combo. Oh, he could TOD, like t- like one hit, one hit combo death? Yeah, so what it was is uh, I think you'd have to wait to round two because you'd have to get like all of your bars charged up. Yeah. And then he would start a combo and it, there was basically one of two patterns you could follow. And one is if your opponent tried to break, you could uh, you could cancel their break basically because they, they get away from you with that. Oh, you mean, is there like a burst mechanic in Mortal Kombat X? Yeah, yeah. So there, like there you was get out a of the combo. combo well, break? there, like if you're if you're getting comboed, you can waste your bars, not waste, but you can use your bars and use a lot to do it to get away. Yeah, to get a yeah. So yeah, they have a burst mechanic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In there's that's what's cool about those kind of mechanics in some games where you can kind of predict they're going to use it and then like punish them for it. That's yeah. I love that kind of shit. And, and the problem is to to break away is two bars. And to, like, for Kano to follow up if they broke away was only one bar. So right. he could he could attrition the hell out of every opponent. Yeah, yeah. So if he predicted right, he could just get it anyway. Just cause well, the- no, because you knew, like, at any point, the combo was so juggle-happy you could carry it forever. Uh, right, so, right. So, like, Kano could, could TOD people. Um, Damn. But I, I was going to say, like, honestly, Street F- or, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z would probably be the game I would recommend new players get into. That's not a bad idea either, because that game is actually... Despite having a ton of characters, and kind of, uh, they're all kind of similar-ish, right? They have a kind of same no. framework underneath them. Uh, well, I mean, kind of, but like I would say, Yamcha and Frieza are highly different characters by a long. Oh, shot. I mean, there's, there's obviously exceptions, right? Yeah, like, I'm not saying every character well, is the exact uh, same. Putting it in, we have what seven Gokus now, so it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit homogenous. Yeah, but yeah. But, but uh, that's actually a good game because like it, it not only does it have like kind of some easier combos to do as like beginners, but it also has some really interesting neutral options if you want to go for like the more anime really fast-paced shit that's a good starting point too i think yeah so Put if that up it, with the guilty gear and blaze blue stuff actually i take it back blaze blue is bad for beginners don't play blaze blue it's yeah, so i was hard. gonna say what is wrong with you <laughs> so uh there you have it if anybody's interested in getting into fighting games uh our personal recommendations and i agree with frog uh samurai showdown is probably the best place to get into it and you could buy it on the switch so yeah. and they were able to maintain sixty frames on the Switch, just so you know. Really? Nice. Yeah, uh, I think they dropped the resolution down to like a hard seven twenty p to do it, but you still can. You do what you do. Yeah, exactly. You do what you so it's, do. Uh, I would say Samurai Showdown, from what I've seen, I just wish they hadn't signed the Stadia deal because now I will never get it on PC. <laughs> um, but Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and the nice thing is, I predict, and this is just from my point of view. That DBFZ is going to be one of the fighting games in Evo for probably the next two years. It already have this is its third year already. It got confirmed for so it's that's pretty long. But I wouldn't be surprised if next year it got the boot. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Well, I would say next. I would say the most we can expect from it is next year. So, uh, but then again, hey, didn't Melee come back or not Melee? Melee came back uh, for eighteen uh, years. Marvel versus Capcom two. Yeah, but that was a special exception because it's his 20, 20th anniversary of that game. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, so they're actually doing a special event for that. But, um, yeah. So there you for go. For anyone aware, not aware, Evo's big fighting game tournament, go watch. Yeah, and uh, I will say this about fighting games. Like, I have been a hardcore gamer. Like, at one point, I was top 10 Halo players in the United States. Like, oh, yeah? Just, no, no, yeah, no, well, this was back when you had to do, like, Clan Wars. So there might have oh, been somebody yeah. better than me, but they never got on. 
So right. on Clan Wars ranking system, and I would go to pub stomp games, like I would play against like Soldiers of Christ and all that stuff on their official servers, and I would consistently be like uh, 25 and 12, because in Halo, the way the original respawns worked is there was no way you could consistently stay alive in a spawn point. Uh, <laughs> because they would literally respawn right behind you and just headshot you. Damn. Uh, but basically, like, Halo, Halo 1, like, I was, I, I did the training for Halo 1. Like, I did the, the Warthog maneuvers, because a lot of the times they would do Capture the Flag on Blood Gulch to be the, the map that you would do. Uh, right, I would yeah. do Warthog maneuvers. I would do pistol sniping across the map. I would snipe people out of tanks. Like, I would sit there and do all the stuff you have to do to be good at Halo. Yeah. Uh, when all that went out the window, I was playing Halo Reach the other day, and I was like, Use shield lockdown and wait for teammates to shoot them for you. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I've done that. And even then, spending like four to six hours a day playing Halo and just like doing like two or three competitive matches in that four to six hour time frame, that is still not the dedication I've seen fighting game players put in. So if you want to, yeah. if you want to be good at a fighting game, like, prepare to have all of your loved ones leave you. <laughs> I, I think the there's actually a really good video about this on a uh, Core Gaming's channel. They do like amazing fighting game videos, really good production quality. Um, but there's a video about that, like about practicing fighting games and like making time to play fighting games and improve. Yeah. Uh, the one bit of advice I did get though, uh, do not start online. Just beat the story over and over and over again, or do like the ladder matches on single player. My recommendation for that actually is to find a friend who plays the same game and just let them teach you the ropes and kind of play with them. They're going to kick your ass. Well, but no, you no, can no. I'm talking about like just, just practicing because like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a guy who Alaska. We don't have a lot of people, so like he would go. Like we have people who go to Evo, but they get knocked out before the semifinals. Like they they do get knocked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the guys who did make it to Evo, I was talking to him. I think like two years ago, and I was like, so what should I do? Should I do like, should I go online and just get my ass beat over and over again? And he looked at me, he was like, no, just play ladder matches. He's like, literally (laughs) just play single player ladder matches because in Alaska, we have too much latency. Uh, so we'll have like a four frame lag and whatnot, like a permanent four frame lag. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. So, uh, um, I guess depending on where you live, (laughs) Uh, but I don't know. My recommendation is just play with friends. But because because that way you're having fun with friends, and also you can learn stuff pretty easy if they know the game decent well enough. And if you yeah. don't know anything about the game, either of you, then you can learn together. Yeah. So uh, we're we're uh, we're gonna go past fighting games because I'm pretty sure we just lost half the audience because nobody actually <laughs> gives a shit about fighting yeah, games. Yeah, we'll, we'll call this episode like uh, we don't hate anime. We hate like something else. I don't know. We hate everything uh, but anime. <laughs> the absolute piss baby guide to being MLG Smash. Sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Mike will Mike will name it. Uh, Mike will name it. Yeah, Mike. Go, <laughs> while you're listening to this, just go name the episode for us right now. Just well, put like, it in the text file. All of it. Speaking of which, and I, I know I talked about this, and Mike like wants to choke me out because I'm the guy who cares more about views in the podcast than either of you two. <laughs> but like, I honestly think the YouTube algorithm saw the fact that we had the word Shoda in our last title and just completely destroyed our viewer reach with the last one. <laughs> you think so? Wait, let me oh, check. I, well, yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, because I was thinking about it, like, the Domestic Abuse Power Hour did really well for us, which is really weird. But then, like, Casper the Shota Friendly Ghost, with my fixed-ass microphone, got no I views. Mean, domestic Violence Power Hour got eight views. <laughs> uh, no, that that's an inaccurate, uh, that's, you actually have to click the video to see how many views we actually have. Oh, 67, never mind, okay, that's uh, weird. Exactly, 
Um, apparently, like, uh, on the other platforms doing well. We shouldn't talk about this, though, because people are going to be like, the hell are they going on about? Uh, yeah, Moth, Moth, like, obsesses over that more than we do, mostly. Well, Every once in a while, I'll be like, guys, we didn't get much video, much, much views in the last episode. And we're like, bro, it's okay. No, it's because I'm an absolute attention whore. Like, I'm the type of guy who will go to, like, somebody's funeral and just, like, start taking selfies with the body, even though I don't even know anybody in the funeral. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. We like it when we get views. It's nice to have exposure, but it's also not, like, no, not, like it's not in our head all the time. I absolutely have to crave, like, it's it's terrible. Like, I need people to tell me I did good 24-7. Like, it's you so good, bad. Buddy. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Um, But, yeah, Mike, when you name this episode, please don't put any, like, pedophilia titles or anything <laughs> speaking of pedophilia uh we're gonna talk about a website that i don't really care about but they've caused such an issue lately that we're just gonna put them on blast you ready frog uh sure so uh neogaf where we actually have to go all the way back to neogaf before we can talk about the original story oh yeah, yeah. uh when the internet like when when digital magazines like ign and stuff like that were getting really really big NeoGAF had actually consistently been seen as the leaker website. Uh, basically, game developers would have no issue leaking their stuff on NeoGAF because they could trust NeoGAF to be kind of like honest. Like, uh, the, you'd have to, uh, apparently NeoGAF's, uh, entry to get into NeoGAF is so up, like, tight that you can't even use throwaway accounts. You have to use, like, uh, if you have a .edu account, if you have an email account from your ISP, uh, if you have a business email account, so like you have to dox yourself, they will not accept Gmails, uh, for your registration. Oh. Uh, so they were, they were very tight. And like, keep in mind, as when I was doing game journalism circa 2009 to 2014, uh, that's when NeoGAF started to sour is at the end. But like, NeoGAF was seen as the place you drop your leaks. You go to NeoGAF and you drop your leaks. Like, hey, here's some screenshots of our upcoming game. Like, hey, here's some content that's going to be in our game. Hey, this uh, developer is doing this and we don't like it. You would go to NeoGAF and you would do it because they were very professional. Uh, well, NeoGAF's, uh, NeoGAF went downhill real fast. Uh, NeoGAF is now kind of a cesspit. And I mean, l- dating back all the way to 2015, uh, NeoGAF is seen very much as just the special Olympics of just seeing who can be the most degenerate human being. Uh, what ended up happening is the site owner was accused of sexual assault. And instead of like, before they could even clear his name, because this like, this is 2015. So this was like right before the me too movement. But if somebody got accused of sexual assault, it was a death sentence. Uh, the owner got accused of sexual assault. Don't know if he did it or not. I didn't read that much into it. Uh, so a lot of his admins and his moderators, jump ship to create what we now call Reset Era, which Reset Era is once again a gaming forum. But it's it's kind of a it's it's we don't like it. <laughs> uh in the gaming community, I mean, in the anime community, we don't like Reset Era. I feel era. like pretty much everyone doesn't like Reset Era except for Reset Era. Which is it's really it's really weird to me. Um but like, and, and what's what's so funny is, I guess uh, NeoGaf, uh, the owner uh, who goes by the name like Evie Lore, they have screen caps of some of the stuff he said, like dating back to 2012. And I guess he was like giving advice to somebody about like, I I guess the the, the actual thread was called "Why Black Women Are Fat." <laughs> so already, this is just an absolute cesspit. 
That's strange because the new reset era is like kind of the opposite. No, of no, that. but this it's is very Neo-Gaff. anti. This is oh the, right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So like the uh, the the owner who goes by the name Evil 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 Lore, uh, even though his his name is Mike. Uh, this he said solution: stop listening to your husbands. Maybe stop marrying black dudes if necessary. Being fat oh. isn't the recipe for health or success or anything good in life. Oh boy. Yeah, like you know, it's oh boy. Very inflammatory oh. stuff. Okay. Uh, so here's, uh, so they got some, so they got some context on what happened. Like, I, I really gotta just nail, like, how NeoGAF has fallen because of Mike. Uh, not our Mike, yeah, even though Mike. our, like, if, if, Editing if, this right now. if we ever have to oust Mike, it's just gonna be like, so, Mike, what did you do? He's like, well, there was a really, <laughs> really cute guy at the auto shop the other day. And, uh, I told him I'd give him a rim job, and I guess he didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. But, uh, so here's, here's a, here's a Reddit post from a few years ago. Uh, for some context, Evil Lore was initially bragging about sexually assaulting a woman at a bar in Spain. This was originally in a thread about his European travels in 2012. A new thread was started by a NeoGAF user who's concerned by Evil Lore's behavior. After several people call him out, Evil Lore becomes extremely defensive and resorts to fict- victim blaming. He claims she deserved to be groped because she was flirting and tricked him into buying her a drink. At no point does he apologize or appear remorseful. He quickly bans numerous users, as some of the posts and images show of banned gaff neogaff forms. So here's <laughs> here's the thing: like at no point is victim blaming okay. Like, uh, yeah, you know, no. it's 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 I I've been blue balled before, and it sucks. But you you cannot act out in rage because what you do in response to getting blue balled can be infinitely worse for the other person than you being blue balled. Like. Oh, boo-hoo, you got blue-balled. Go beat off in the shower. This is our official anti-rape endorsement. Yeah, no, like, really, like, don't be... (laughs) I think it's a fair position to take in this situation. Yeah, like, don't be a garbage human being and rape people. Like, holy crap. Pretty easy to do. Like, we we live in the year 2020 where, like, honestly, like, the ability to stimulate or, like, simulate sex or, like, any sexual encounter is so easy to do now. Like, go through your Oculus Rift headset on. (laughs) <laughs> go grab your flashlight, like, and go pull up Monster Girl Island. Like, stop being this person. Yeah. Uh, and, and keep in mind, I don't endorse pornography or anything like this. But, like, it's just, if, if you're that garbage of a human being, like, just, just, just stop. Go, go get fine. help. Don't listen to Moth. Stop. Go get help. Go jerk it. As the, oh, so keep going on. As the criticism pile on, he revises his story and says that she touched him first. And so she deserved to have her ass groped. At no point I mean, does Evil Lore yeah. say that she grabbed his penis, ass, or touched him inappropriately. This would be a critical detail that may cut him some slack. It is safe to assume that this woman touched him in a benign fashion, as is common in bars, such as the arm or back. That's conjecture, but we definitely do know that he sexually assaulted her, bragged about it, felt 100% justified, and felt absolutely no need to apologize. In the last image of the gallery, he resorts to joking and making light of the situation. To date, he continues to threaten and permanently ban users who question about horrible actions. Now, uh, here's the thing. I have actually, uh, you know, there, there's there's a little bit of sway in my opinion. I gotta be careful here. Because uh, I've been at anime conventions, and I get groped all the damn time. Dang. Like... When I was cosplaying as Inosuke, I got my butt squeezed. When I've cosplayed as, um, when I've, oh gosh, I can't even remember his name, as Corazon from One Piece. Like, I have mm. been straight up double butt cheek squeezed and pulled into a girl. Like, it, like, weird. There is a little bit of sexual aggression that occurs. And 
generally, like when these things happen, I, I feel the correct response is to go, Hey, could you not do that? That made me uncomfortable. And yeah. then you could feel free to extradite yourself from that situation. Uh, setting boundaries is fine. Like, should people grope you? No, but you got to realize <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I feel like the default game, should be no. They shouldn't yeah, assume yeah, no. yes. Video game forum users, anime con goers, fighting game players, like all these people are super damn autistic. So I'm willing to cut them a little <laughs> bit of slack and not say they're malicious. I'm going to say they're just stupid. Yeah. Uh, but like at, at the same time, you shouldn't do this. You should not grope somebody inappropriately. Like that's, that's why I love like that there's such a huge thing on emphasizing consent now where it's like, are you okay yeah. with this? Does it make it a little bit less sexy? Yes. But what's better? Going to prison or having to stop halfway through something and be like, are you sure you want the toothbrush involved? <laughs> like, and so, um, so this is why people left NeoGAF originally is like, this guy is a garbage human being. And Such so, fun. yeah. And so like a bunch of moderators are like, Hey, we don't want to be associated with this anymore. Uh, and apparently, Another issue they were having problems with, this is alleged, but NeoGAF was having a huge issue uh, with pedophilia. Um, mm. uh, basically, people were admitting to being MAPs, or uh, what's the other one? There's MAP, and then there's... There's uh, no MAP, which is the same the thing is, like, uh, I actually did research about this a while ago. I don't want to go super into this. No, 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 because it's gross. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Me too. I'm not as included from that. But uh, no map is referring to non-offending uh, minor type of person, meaning they are attracted to people but don't uh, have never, at least in, at least at this point, I'm not sure, have never caused an offense. But uh, that's the definition of it anyway. Yeah, and it's 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 difficult because like we we I will admit that there are aspects of people's sexuality they can't control. Uh, yeah, for, here's, for the, me, here's the. Here's the. Do we want to get into this right now? This is not a thing for the podcast. I don't think. No, no. Well, you, Mike's not here though. We ain't talking about anime. Mike ain't here. <laughs> like we're doing whatever yeah, we want. But this is gonna like make people really uncomfortable. Well, it, yeah, it is gonna make people uncomfortable. Uh, and and we apologize for that. We're trying to be mature about it. If you can't tell, we haven't been joking. Like we we've been very. No, yeah. We we were trying to say like these things are are not okay. If you feel these ways, go get help. Like, but don't be proud of it. Yeah. Like, don't be proud of being attracted to minors. Here's the thing, like, right? I've, there's been like a, yeah, I think that the, I think I talked to this, this with Mike earlier, not in the podcast, just like on our own, but we were, I was saying that a big problem with that whole like movement of people on Twitter being like, oh, Matt Pride is, is, is optics. We don't be proud. Let's try and figure out how to fix it or to treat it, not to, celebrate it and, yeah. and and even though it's not like necessarily their goal is to celebrate it but it comes off that way for sure you know what i mean yeah well it's um, it's it's um there there's a certain there's a certain level of things needing to be recognized like yes there are adults who are attracted to children now that being that, right? said it's just they they don't get a parade like that, that that's like saying there's alcoholics we don't have parades for alcoholics and be like, oh yeah. boy, I'm an alcoholic. Woo, everybody, it's okay to drink and drive. Like, that is a problem. Yeah. most so, I think most people can agree that that's, like, an issue. An uncontrollable yeah. issue at times, but... And so if uh, I go up to somebody and I say, hey, like, I'm so. an... Oh, sorry. Well, Yeah, no, 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 here, no, no, go ahead. If I go up to somebody and I say, hey, I'm an alcoholic, I'm working on it, you know, please don't... Like, you know, that person is probably going to be like, okay, I'll keep my booze away from you and I won't drink around you and they'll be considerate. But then, like... If I go up to someone like, hey, I have some issues where I find uh, children attractive, 
I'm working on it. I'm isolating myself away from kids. Like, I don't want to be left alone with a kid. Like, right, yeah. you're immediately nailed to a tree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something I find, I find kind of unfortunate, actually, just because, like, if people are seeking help for the problems they have, yeah. and they're getting lynched for it, right? And that's what, I've actually, like, contacted some of these people in my little, like, kind of info dive. Yeah. And a lot of them legitimately do want to be assisted and to, like, kind of have community to, like, help them through this. And, uh, you know, it's, the response has just been very virile. Is that the, is that the term? Uh, very just, aggressive. Yeah, just, just very, uh, venomous. Like a lot maybe? of, ven- sure, let's go with that. Like a lot of, like, uh, you know, uh, suicide encouragement and stuff. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's really stuff you wouldn't say to, like, your worst enemy. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It, it, it's very it, dehumanizing it's is the term, you know? Well, we, we live in the 21st century. We live in the current year, Mike, or Frog. We live in the current <laughs> year. We live in 2020, Frog. Uh, but we, we do, we, we live in a time frame where people should be able to get help. Like we're not 15th yes, century yes. peasants anymore. Like, oh, grandma broke like her a, leg, yeah. time to beat her with a shovel to death. Like we should help people, but we, we also shouldn't justify, uh, these yeah, actions. No. And That's so, a yeah. pretty accurate description of my position on this. Yeah. And so NeoGAF, that was what was happening is I guess like, a ton of people on NeoGAF were talking about being into kids, and from what I'm reading up here, and keep in mind I'm using... So, we wanted to use Encyclopedia Dramatica, but <laughs> well, the current did. owner of Encyclopedia Dramatica is in prison for federal offenses right now. That and, website isn't really the best thing at, at all anyway. Well, um. I, I always used Encyclopedia Dramatica, because you could generally gleam the gems you needed from it, like the grains of truth. Mm. Um but basically, the owner is in prison for federal crimes, and I guess Encyclopedia Dramatica has always run itself in such a way that there's only one owner of the site so that they don't get hacked. Right. Which is now a problem, because this is, like, the fourth owner to go to prison. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I have I no I wonder desi- if that has any kind of reflection on the quality of the website. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no, because the NeoGAF owner isn't in prison. Well, that's not necessarily a that's i'm not saying it's it's a it's a venn diagram all right yeah uh been in prison and not been in prison and in the middle of them is bad websites <laughs> you know it's it, and there's neogaf and uh dramatica so. yeah so uh so i wanted to use encyclopedia dramatica unfortunately i have to use kiwi farms which oh. anybody who knows kiwi farms knows that like i enjoy oh, it no. but you really have to take everything kiwi Farms says with a grain of salt so and like, it's, just, it's just a hate platform. Well, if Kiwi Farm says something like, they're a bunch of social justice warriors, or they're out there yeah. trying to make your babies gay, <laughs> you're going to read up about what they actually did, and it's going to be like, hey, yeah, we tried to include people of more age groups and ethnicities in our content. The oh, they're trying that- to make your babies gay! <laughs> the one episode Mike's not on here, and we're getting political. I'm not uh. trying to be political, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be socially aware. There's a difference no, no. between it's, political it's and socially aware. This is very, like, light-treading stuff, it's fine. Yeah. So then, uh, I had to We're use... We're not making any radical statements here. So the other, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Mike both links. He can choose if he wants to include it in the YouTube video or not. Uh, yeah, just yeah. so that you guys can see, like, the, the cesspit I had to wade through to find the truth of all of this. Um, but basically, so we told you about NeoGAF, so we could tell you about Reset Era. Uh, yeah. now, Reset Era has actually somehow flown under my radar for the last, like, couple of years, and I have no idea how, because they are... Yeah, I didn't hear about it until, uh, recently. Yeah, well, here's the thing, like, I have always, I I think it was, uh, during the 2016 elections, I took a step back 
from all things, uh, what would the term be? Kind of, um, uh, passion inspiring, but that, that's mm-hmm. not correct because that implies a good thing. Uh, I took a step away from every, like, things that was just trying to get a knee-jerk reaction from me. So I haven't been into politics or the, the quote-unquote social justice spectrum for, like, three to four years because it was just it was making me so angry all the time that i was like okay that's wise because like I've, that whole sphere especially the ones on who float to the top of the, like the algorithm it's just like the same eight people who are the furthest away from each other that are yeah, just yeah. taking examples of each other that uh, how their ideas are the worst and then every other 99 percent of people are somewhere else in the middle and yeah, much and, more reasonable and and thanks to you and mike like i got stamper <laughs> on my twitter feed and he's just occasionally like hey peep this one time i had sexual <laughs> intercourse with a woman and then like yeah. after that is four to five retweets from both you and mike of just shoe on head boxy and the needle drop <laughs> And I'm just so sick of it. I'm like, I tried to get out of this sphere like four years ago. You guys are monsters. I'm not even a huge fan of Shiwon Head. I just like her Bernie takes. Uh, I she was the original queen of B, so it's like I she'll yeah, always she have used a, to be like a really reactionary kind of SJW anti SJW type, I should say. And well, like, I, I'm not it's, talking it's just about calmed a lot more down on that. I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about anything about her politics. I'm just saying she used to be the queen of B, and so I don't regard- think she was boxy. I yeah, think she, was Head was boxy. Are you sure? Yes, shoe on head was boxy. Hold on a second, I gotta look this up. No, 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 you, you, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. No, 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 no like, I, here, I'm looking it up right now. Catherine Wayne, this is someone else. Are you sure? Yes. She looks like boxy, is she boxy? Oh, <laughs> gosh dang it, nope, um, shoe on head and boxy are completely different people, so. Yeah, I knew, I know. <laughs> I, I don't care about boxy, or I don't care about shoe on head at all now, she ain't boxy. <laughs> I was confused as to why you brought up Boxy. I thought she was Boxy. Why, why do I got shoe on head on my profile? Like, get her out of here. It's just like, I care about Boxy. Cause she was I'm the queen sorry you got my likes. I don't control who sees my likes. It just kind of happens, I guess. Absolute monster. But thank you. Um, so, so going forward, uh, reset era has, has kind of filled the gap that NeoGAF filled. Uh, and they were supposed to once again be the like, people can leak into their, like they can leak their content here, stuff like that. But uh, I guess NeoGAF towards the end was super um, – they were on a far side of a, of a spectrum. And so like uh, when you get on the far side of a spectrum, a lot of the time you echo good ideas and you take it to an extreme. And so I have to be careful here. I'm using rottenwebsites.org to, to read up about NeoGAF. I have to – or uh, I have, about Reset Era. And I have to be really clear here. They are using a lot of terms like social justice warriors – uh, far left. They're using a lot of terms about that, but uh, I think a lot of it is they don't have a better word to describe that these people are being insane. So if you hear me use the term social justice <laughs> warrior or far left in these things, I'm directly reading uh, from yeah, this yeah, website. Yeah. Uh, I'm not endorsing any of these views. I'm not condemning anybody. Um, so one of the big things is uh, even though they got away from sexual harassment, that was the big thing, NeoGAF, like, because the owner was basically like, yeah, girls, if they touch you, they deserve to be raped. <laughs> uh, Reset Era <laughs> wanted to get away from that. And I think they, they went so far on the spectrum that they became, uh, and, and they use the term like third wave feminism here. I don't think that's fair. I think they're yeah, more talking know. about like, uh, they're more talking about like the same people are like, all men, should have vasectomies, and then we should choose which men can have their balls back. Like, at, at 12 years old, they should all have vasectomies. Like, that to me is a third-wave feminism. That's just a crazy person talking. 
And that's, that's kind of what the reset era has become. Um, it's become this echo chamber of crazy people. Um, so one of the things they have a bunch of examples of, uh, the things that they've done. They have a huge hate boner for red letter media. That's one of the things they say. Eh, whatever. I like red letter media. You don't have to like them. Uh, they are very much first target demographic. Uh, I guess they attacked American McGee and they don't explain what attack means. So did three of the members jump on his Twitter and harass him? Uh, they attacked American McGee for being pro Gamergate and also libertarian. They had to lock an entire Nintendo thread about a new store opening in Israel due to anti-Semitism. <laughs> so I'm just like, so at what point does one guy in the comment section of this super like echo chamber white room manage to get like an entire thread locked due to anti-Semitism in, uh, in a thread about Nintendo in Israel? Like that, that as just far blows as I've my mind. seen, like those people just kind of lock threads whenever they even see anything that even approaches something that they don't like. It's very, it's very non-open to discussion. It's very, <laughs> it's, like, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not even, I don't even disagree with a lot of the views there. They just take their views in, in a way that's like really dumb. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. will uh, react to things so harshly and not allow any discussion of anything else. It's very yeah. weird. Cause there's, there's a clear difference between saying, uh, teach men to be sexually aware or like teach kids while they're growing up to be sexually aware. And, uh, castrate all men. There's a big difference between those two things. Uh, and, and they're, they're very much in that category where it's like castrate men from what I'm reading here. Uh, they still defend and justify pedophilia, but you can get banned for promoting child pornography. Uh, that sounds like one of the members will come out in a discussion and there's a ton of screen grabs here that I just can't even go through. Cause like it's, I'm getting cancer just looking at the thumbnails. Uh, that, that sounds like somewhere someone's like, hey, I'm sexually attracted to this character. And then, like, that starts a circle group where everyone's like, yeah, I think my 14-year-old sister's pretty hot. But then, like, <laughs> the moment someone's like, hey, I got some videos from Japan if someone wants to see them. And then they lock it down. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm part of a few communities and I moderate a few communities. And it's like, if anybody even mentions being attracted to children, like, we take them out back and we're like, hey, go get help. Don't bring this up here. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Uh, so then they, they have a list of a couple of things that are just like awful things they've done. Uh, they knocked John, or they, they made fun of John Bain for his induction into the esports hall of fame after his death. Uh, that's kind of crappy, but like, I, I've made fun of people after they die before. Like, there was that huge thing. Um, who did the Joker that everybody really liked before the current Joker? Uh, Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. Heath Ledger. Like, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. made Heath Ledger jokes after he died. Like, you can't be mad about that. Um, they apparently doxed. This is the one I hate. Like, of all the terrible things you can do to a human being, don't dox another human being. Because, like, everybody online is an idiot, and the moment you dock somebody, you let the one guy who should never be allowed out of his insane asylum go to their house and murder them. Do not dox people. Do not, and I will stand by this, whatever you do, never dox somebody. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but they doxed good old gaming staff because they organized, uh, because the organization criticized unethical and biased game journalism. Uh, they threatened to sue anybody who found out about their pedophilia activity. That just, that, these are bullet points. And once again, I have to gleam, like, what is intelligent in these bullet points. Yeah, I don't know. This is, like, a not very trusty source. No, it's, it's not. But, like, uh, and here's one. 
When XXX Tenacious was murdered, he was known for being a Kingdom Hearts fan who wanted to go to Japan, and when Yoko Shimura heard about it, she composed a track titled Nocturne in his memory. And when Reset Era found out, they decided to cancel her. Which, just so you guys know, canceling is 20 people on Twitter calling somebody else a piece of garbage. <laughs> like, canceling is so dumb these days. It doesn't funny. work, either. Uh, they attacked <laughs> THQ Nordic and Limited, and Limited Run Games for hosting a Q&A on 8chan. It, okay. Okay. I, I gotta, I, I gotta understand, like, when they're saying, like, they attacked, or they doxxed, or they canceled, like, how many people actually did this? Yeah, that's a very vague description. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, who participated here? I don't, I had never even heard of these, so probably not very many. Uh, they tried to force Nintendo into censoring content in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, they forced Activision to censor a character in Crash Bandicoot Racing. Uh, one user named Blank. Smugly leaked Banjo Kazooie's appearance in Ultimate, ruining the surprise for many people. That's that's not a bad thing. That's just like how many people were saying that Ray was Palpatine's daughter, like granddaughter, like the day <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine came out. Yeah. Uh, when an online translator, this is the one that really aggravated me. This is the one that put uh, Reset Era on my map. When an online translator spent four years and over four hundred dollars in research to localize the Japanese-only RPG. Ganbare Goemon 3. Fuuuuck. Oh, Shishi Jokurabai no Karakuri Manji Katame. Uh, I just butchered that because there was some terminology I would never understand. Uh, Reset Era's mob. There we go. There's the mob. There is saying a large group of people. Reset Era's mob harassed him just because he used the word tranny in his localization. Eventually, the oh, translator yeah, no, caved. I, I heard about this. Didn't we talk about this last time? Or is it yeah, yeah. Like... But this this is what put Reset Era on my. This is what put them on my radar. Uh, that's what it did. Okay, I yeah. Uh, and he basically claimed that he's never going to do another localization again. So they made him take out the word and make the joke non-transphobic, which. Uh, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, we already discussed this, but, like, the, yeah. the translation uh, was, like, something transphobic in the original text. It was, like, an accurate translation. I don't understand the point of changing yeah. that. And, and when, it, when it's supposed to be kind of offensive in that scenario, it's supposed to be offensive. Yeah, like, removing Hitler's mustache, but then still keeping Hitler in yeah, the that's game. The, so you yeah, clearly that's know it's Hitler. Yeah, exactly. That's really, that's like, it's that kind of thing. Like, don't censor... Like, you we don't, like, add unnecessarily transphobic things, but don't remove things if that was the intended message in the first place. Like, we, it seems very strange. It wasn't, we, the, the message wasn't transphobic, it was just a character being transphobic or something. Well, it was a character being ashamed of themselves. Oh, then yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, they made an, like, this is just silly, this is just petty. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. made an awful suggestion list on how to improve the Persona video game series and sent it to Atlas USA Twitters. Most headers that, of said list were also problems that had already been fixed in older games of the series, set to be fixed in future games, pointless nitpicks, or even stuff that isn't even presented in the game at all, which highlighted their lack of research, work, and knowledge about the series. I'd love to see uh, what that actually is. Yeah, you like... know, Mike, or Frog, can you, while I'm reading off these last few bullet points, can you just look up uh, Reset Era's persona fix list persona fix uh they also apparently hate the fire emblem series which is stupid because i i have a couple of friends who hate the fire emblem series uh now and they believe the point in which you could actually marry characters uh when it became like a dating sim is when fire emblem became bad and they're so mad that fire emblem has a casual mode like <laughs> Like, I, I just, I want to play my happy little game, and I want to watch my big bar of blonde man flirt with a girl by yelling at squirrels. Like, what's <laughs> so wrong with Raphael? 
Uh, this is weird. Okay, uh, what do you got? Okay, so yeah, I found the I found the thing you're talking about. It's all some of it's just kind of like fair, but like most of it is just very vague and non-critical things, like uh, <laughs> like better pacing for the story. <laughs> it's not very like. How do you fix that? It's just kind of anyway. A lot of them are like um. This, this one's really weird. Consider an adult cast in a workplace or college setting. Well, see, I would like that, actually, but that was uh, one of the previous SMT games, is you were, like, office workers, weren't you? I have no idea. I've never played any of those. Like, I, I thought, like, one of, the, one of the ones that never made it to America, like, the cast was actually all adults. More diverse range of personas. Like, these are just, like... That's stupid! Of... You literally have a dick cart! <laughs> it sounds like just people being like, oh, I want more of this! Like, and that's not really criticism, it's more, like, what you'd want for, like, a sequel. Is that what it is oh for the persona series well i mean i guess but it's not it's it's kind of obvious stuff you would already want in your thing it's not like i don't know much much more believable and mature villains like it's just saying do it better basically this whole thing well like here's the thing persona 4 still has like the best villain i've seen in in a lot of uh in a lot of video games because the i won't even spoil it for people who haven't played it yet because it was such a nice reveal even though i predicted it as a joke a long time ago Hmm. um it's just like ah, it's it's so dumb, and it's I, I think at the end of the day, what we're getting at here with reset era is there's probably a few bad apples, and I would say like maybe seventy eighty percent of the user base on reset era is just gormless people trying to enjoy being in a community. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but like, Honestly, uh, very possible. But like a lot of these don't even seem that bad. Like post extra game, it's it's not very good criticism, but it's not like offensive. To be fair, I would like more post uh, end game content, especially with like Persona Four Golden. Like, yeah, we got yeah. three sequels. We got Arena, Arena Two, and Dancing All Night. But like, yeah. if Atlas came out, or if uh, if the developer of the, the the Persona series came out, and they're just like, hey, uh, the next game is just going to be Persona Four Two, and it's going to take place while you're all in college because Persona Four had a huge emphasis on what all the kids wanted to do after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, it's just, you're all in college now, have fun. Like, I would lose my damn mind. <laughs> I would absolutely go bonkers over it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like, it's just, ah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. These are, these are just, these are not, offen- this is not, this is not the best example for like, again, a case against reset era. A lot of it's fair. Not even fair, but it's like not, not. No, it's, it's just, it's bad. just like, people slamming their head. make the MC head. more expressive. It's just people say, like making their ideal persona game, I guess. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. But, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I could not handle it. If I was a developer and I was just like, what the hell? No, yeah, it's annoying, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's in there, right? It's fine. Uh, it's, um, but you know, yeah. like I, I, what you see is like, I feel like we see like the worst reset era come out when we see like these stories, right? I don't think like it's the entire platform. I doubt that very much. No, but, I, but but still, the fact that um the fact that they have a large enough viewer base and this this is my problem uh and it really did come out of that translator and that localizer, uh the fact that they have a large enough viewer base and enough of them can hit somebody hard enough that they can cause a translator to quit translating games and stop people from creating content that is horrible. Like mm-hmm. we live in a world where we emphasize creator content like yeah i mean it's we're like we're, super duper appreciated and everyone loves it so yeah like not to not to you know toot my own horn again but once again we are not to do this joke again but we live in 2020 like yeah current year we, yeah we live in current year where the ability to create luxury and consume luxury is higher than any other point historically like let people 
create good stuff. That being said, like, oh man, can we talk about, I've just, I've seen so many screen grabs, uh, from the NeoGAF and the reset era days. Uh, can, can I, can I make fun of a fetish frog? Let's <laughs> make fun of a fetish. <laughs> really making fun of a fetish right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm making fun of crinklers. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a crinkler is? Is that, is that like the sound thing? No. Like the quickly sound in your ear? Frog, frog, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna give you like five seconds to look up crinkler real quick while I uh, uh, stall for time on the episode. Should I do it in incognito mode or what's going on? No, no, just, just look it up. Just like Urban Dictionary crinkler or something. Crinkler. Like it's, it's fine. Crinkler, Urban Dictionary. You guys ready for this? Someone who wears an, oh, it's a, adult, it's a diaper. Okay, it's, that's, that's not like unknown. No, no, like the, the diaper finishes of like, all the screen grabs I'm seeing here from like the rotten websites and whatnot are just like members posting about like how to be a crinkler and work at an office job. <laughs> I mean, diaper. <laughs> That's just. Let me officially endorse crinklage. There you go. No, let me officially condemn uh, crinklers. <laughs> uh, though I think now is the time for an ad read. Uh, I think pampers. What you guys want. Yeah, pampers. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, pampers. What do they do again? Pa- diaper. Diapers. Diapers. <laughs> Di- diapy time. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. People do what you like. I don't care. But should adults <laughs> wear diapers? That depends. <laughs> Let's see. A lot of prob- problems, uh, adults facing today are very stressful. Sometimes you just gotta shit your pants and get yes. off from it. So, you know. Sometimes you get addicted to a video game, like, uh, Death Stranding. In which case, you don't want to spend the time to take a dump. You just want to crap yourself like Norman Reedus and then throw your poop at your spouse like a bomb and yell (laughs) blood bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit sad. We, we didn't have Mike this week and I, I do feel bad because Mike is a huge component. Um, but I think, I think we've really hit everything I wanted to talk about. Oh, no, no, no. There's one last thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, sorry, I, I just, I got an update. Uh, so one last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, Frog, did you watch Gravity Falls at all? Not really. I watched a tiny bit of the first season when it was coming out on, like, the, the chant, like, TV, but I didn't, like, keep up at all. I kind of hate myself because I saw the first episode of Gravity Falls and I hated it for such a long time. And then, like, towards the end of the first season, my wife, like, sat me down and forced me to watch it. And I regret not putting, like, more time and effort into Gravity I remember, Falls. I remember what I watched was a lot of fun. I just didn't keep up or anything. Because I was, like, a kid when it was coming out. I, was, I didn't have, like, the ability to kind of keep up with stuff at that point. It was just kind of episodic all the way. So, well, growing up uh, growing up, and watching the cable TV stations develop, because when I was a kid, like, Cartoon Network hadn't even existed yet. Little known fact, uh, it's safe to say that Adult Swim actually existed before Cartoon Network. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but that's, really? uh, yeah, no, uh, Cartoon Network originally was Adult Swim because they were taking content like C-Lab 2021 was like one of the very first shows, uh, they ever had on the Cartoon Network channel, but we watched things develop. And as a kid, it was always, you went to Cartoon Network if you wanted a very experimental show that might not be safe for children. You went to Disney. You never went to Disney because all their content was made in-house. But then you went to Nickelodeon if you wanted like a really family-friendly show that you knew would make a lot of money. So each of the three networks was very different. And as time has gone on, I've seen this really weird contrast. And like especially with Nickelodeon, like the some of the boundaries they pushed with SpongeBob and some of the content that you got away with, like especially in Avatar Legend of Korra, I mean... The whole series, Legend of Korra, is a, a smoldering train wreck, but some of the content that's on it 
would not have been okay originally with, with Nickelodeon when it first started. Uh, such as the very like heavy reference that Korra and Asami ended up as a couple at the end of the series. Like that would not have flown Nickelodeon 1995. Not at all. Um, on top of that, like they straight up murder people via electrocution halfway through that show. Like they stopped making it kid friendly in the second season. Um, with like characters big. So like, it's very weird, but Disney has been probably the weirdest transformation I've ever seen because gravity falls. Uh, it was great. It was wonderful, Mm -hmm. but it definitely felt it was meant more for like 16 to 22 year olds than children. Well, yeah, like, Especially in the second season, it gets to the point where there's a part where uh, there's a character that can transform to look like other characters. And Dipper, like, he freezes that character in cryogenic, like, stasis. And as it's freezing and, like, solidifying, it looks at Dipper and it's like, You will die with a look of agony on your face. Like this. And he, like, transforms to Dipper, like, screaming in pain to agony. (laughs) And then freezes solid right there in place. Uh, additionally, like, there's an entire episode that's, like, a visual novel meets Five Nights at Freddy's, complete with, like, animatronics murdering people. Fun. So, like, Disney has completely gone out the damn window being, like, child-friendly. Well, they they still are, but, like, they're willing to take a lot more risks than they used to. And their latest show, uh, which makes me really happy, is called Owl House. Mm. And I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. Somebody pull up a picture of Ryoku... Uh, Ryoko from Tenchi Muyo and pull up a picture of the main, uh, the, the supporting lead, Ida from Owl House and tell me they aren't the exact same character down to their like alcoholic, ne'er do well, trash human being personalities. Like it's, it's just, oh, wow. Ida, very similar looking. They, like I posted on Twitter and nobody saw it. I'm like, look, these <laughs> are the exact same character. I, like I've sent it to all my friends. Like, cause a lot of my guy friends grew up with like the same waifu as me, which was Ryoko from Tenchi Muyo. Like, She's the exact same character, but uh, Owl House is a phenomenal animation, and it shows... Uh, I remember a few episodes ago, I said Americans can no longer animate 2D, and I'm going to take that back right now. Good. Uh, Owl, <laughs> House, Owl House is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> the jokes are really funny. Ida is one of the best supporting characters I've ever seen, and there's a lot of times where characters act very maturely and it's it's definitely too mature for their age but it it, it's nice because it shows children a positive way to interact with each other uh there's an there's a part in the latest episode episode five where the main girl i can't remember her name because i don't care nobody's as good as ida uh the main girl is talking to like the character who's going to become her rival for the rest of the show Mm -hmm. and uh she goes Hey, you don't have to always be so hostile at me. I don't want to be negative with you. Like, I, I don't mind being your friend and I don't mind staying out of your hair, but like, don't be a, don't be a jerk. And I remember looking at my wife and being like, yeah, that's awesome. That's how kids should interact. Uh, and that's how you should probably try to talk to somebody before you just throw a straight up right hook and murder them on the spot. <laughs> and like, it, it just, it, it, it's got that, uh, it's got that subtle way of teaching children how to properly interact with each other. Uh, the one thing I will say that I don't like about the show is, uh, there's this certain mindset that people are kind of trying to push now, and it's, uh, be who you are and don't try to integrate with society. And, what do you mean by that? I don't think I've seen that. Well, well, like, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of things I like. I like Battletech. I like Warhammer 40k. 
I like a lot of weird animes. You know I love bara anime, like big old manly men squeezing each other. But when I go to a job site and I'm working with my customers, I talk to them about like, oh yeah, you know, uh, how was, how's your snow machine doing? Like, uh, you know, did you go hunting this year? Like, you know, I, I talk to them and I don't go like, man, a lot of people like the blackjack mech because it's an iconic mech in the mech warrior universe. But reality, I've always thought the blackjack is super vulnerable and super useless. Like, absolutely easy to destroy its main weapon line. God, garbage mech. Like, I don't do that. I don't let my autism out. <laughs> and I don't really appreciate when things are pushing towards like, let's let everybody be weird and stupid in public. Cause like, you, you gotta be able to interact in public. You have to accept that some of the things you like, other people aren't gonna like. And you gotta learn how to interact with other people. This show feels like a battering ram of like, I'm weird, nobody accepted me, and I'm going to keep being weird now, even though my horrible interactions and personality traits led to me being in this situation. Like, and I, I, think, it, I think there's like definitely room to be whatever you want. I don't think it really matters necessarily, because like, I think that's more, more important than integrating in the larger society, this is my take anyway, is just yeah. in, finding your tribe and like knowing that you're comfortable around them. So, Well, yeah, but like, let me, uh, let me ask you. Mm. Uh, would you cosplay at an anime convention? Uh, if I had the will to make one, probably, yeah. Okay. Uh, would you wear that cosplay to a job site? I mean, that's stupid. There like, we go. You're, if, you're, if, you're going, if you're working, you work with, you know, professional clothing. That's just kind of how it works. It'd be cool if you could, but that's not, that's not the culture we live in, unfortunately. No, and, and I, I kind of don't think there's any room for that, to be honest. So it, it is a little bit weird with me that that show does that. Oh, that's it. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about the show, so I can't comment on that. But, uh, I mean, if you're talking about, like, going to a job interview in, like, uh, in corduroy, like, kilts and stuff, wearing, like, with your with your jackhammer, I don't know what, what I'm saying. But, you know, obviously, professional world is very different than the personal world. But if you're, but when you're not, you know, on the on the job or anything, do what you like, man. Be yeah. weird. Even if you're in public, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna look at you weird, but don't, don't, don't care what I do. Yeah. I don't care. So it's, it's, I, I love it though. I would honestly say, as far as American made animations, uh, animation, Owl House is probably the best show to watch right now. Uh, I, I can't disagree with you because I haven't seen an American, like, Western cartoon in a long time. Although, actually, well, any recent ones anyway. But I have been watching, I was, I'm gonna mention this briefly. You don't, you don't have to go into it super hard. Cause I was, I think I talked about it like a week ago, but I never brought it up on the podcast. Uh, I started watching home movies, like that old Adult Swim show. Yeah. Like that one that looks like it's made in MS Paint. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It honestly might be. Um, that's just great. What the fuck happened? Why Why isn't that, like, on still? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know why they canceled Metalocalypse. Like, just trust me. Like, Cartoon Network has the most arbitrary deletion process I've ever seen. Because Mr. Pickles is still going. I don't know that one. Like, like it's just, they cancel and they they renew the weirdest things. And I've never seen it, like, in a way that I've enjoyed, like... Eric Andre is still going. Thank uh, God. And, well, like, I've never actually, I, I don't have anything against him, but I've never seen it as Wait, super d- funny. He got canceled after a while. He's still going? Are you sure? I thought he was still going. Did he going. get renewed? I think he had like four seasons and stopped, I'm pretty sure. Did he? Uh, let me let me check. Hang on. Eric Andre show. Four seasons, 2012. When was the last episode? Season four, episode 10 was in 2016. Yeah, no. Okay, so so it did. Okay, then I'm 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 in the wrong here. Uh, I'm actually now like, well, I was hoping that would take you a little bit longer to look that up because I'm now like trying to figure out what TV station hosted Ugly Americans. 
I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's uh, Ugly Americans. It, it was just, I had a friend who wanted to be a social worker, and it's a show mm-hmm. about a, uh, a social worker living in New York in a world filled with, like, zombies and mutants and, like, demons. <laughs> and so, like, it, it just made me happy to watch because my buddy, who was trying to be a social worker for God knows what reason, because, like, you don't become a social worker because you want to be a social worker. You become a social worker because everything else fell through. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted to be a social worker. Um, and I just, I love the show because that was it. And I, I, I don't know, this is just a side tangent for me. And I'm trying to figure out what TV station hosted it. And now I can't. Ugly Americans. Yeah, I, I Network. don't know. We're, Let's we're, I, Comedy Central. Can't, oh, Comedy Central. You're hosted, bad at Googling, so never man. Mind. Dude, I'm terrible <laughs> at Googling. I'm sitting here trying to figure out like some dirt to pull up on reset era 20 minutes before the episode. And I'm just like, reset era bad. <laughs> But yeah, but, uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, we should probably like at least do something anime related. Um, yeah, probably just like before we cap it off, just just, uh, just to say we're actually an anime podcast this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, virtual cam girls are gonna steal your job. Oh hell yeah, bro! <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's I love uh, this story. We... Oh okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right, everyone's well, already no, like this everybody's one. already seen. Yeah, this no, story, everyone's already like... said this. It's okay. Just go follow uh, Project Melody on Twitter if you want to see what's up. All right. Though, no, no, there there is one funny detail about uh, that that um, apparently that Project Melody character came from Miku Miku Dance. The, yeah, the, the, some guy the made avatar. the model. Yeah, and it's it's not shaded properly. It doesn't have a proper <laughs> rig to do like anything sexual. Yeah, I think they're making uh, adjustments to that. Well, they are because they made a ton of money to do it. But like, uh, its rig is not designed to be sexy. It's a Miku Miku dance. Uh, well, I think they're rig. actually working with the guy who made the model to like change it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Just like try to imagine like you made something as a high school project and you totally forget about it, and then like Someone seven years you, later, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but uh, that model you made is now the most popular cam girl <laughs> in the world. Uh, well, help me make it you, better. Can you fix it with me? <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah, Project yeah. Melody, Project with a K, I believe, uh, on Twitter, if you want to see what that's all about. It's pretty funny. Once uh, again, I haven't, I haven't uh, caught any of the actual streams yet, but I'm morbidly curious. Dude, um, I'm just, I'm waiting, because, like, it, it was the same thing with... Uh, uh, Kizuna AI, where she was like the first streamer rig. Yeah, but this and is the first cam girl. Well, thing. now she's dead and bur- buried, and now yeah, it's no like the the one who's a dog is the most popular one now. I don't know that one, but I don't uh, well, keep up with YouTubers at all. So, yeah, oh yeah, so like it's gonna be V cam girls, and it's like it, it, it's kind of funny. Like I don't think it's ever gonna replace actual cam girls. Uh, but, but cam I'm girls just, are really complaining about it right now. They, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for the V cam girl that's just like comes into a room like, and it's just a barn filled with yeah. horses. To I'm be fair, like, actually, right. I've only seen like three people complain about it, and everyone just keeps sharing those same three people. So it might actually not yeah. be a big demographic no, no. here. Yeah, it's it's the same thing we we were talking about with reset era that we yeah no like don't take uh on. don't like buy into the sensational sensationalism. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Don't buy into like the you know the. If you do your own research, but basically, it seems like only a couple people are really getting mad about it, so they're they're just you know just laugh about it. Yeah, uh, but I'm just I'm waiting I'm waiting for the one where she like comes in and it's just a barn filled with horses. Like that's gonna be the <laughs> show to watch. Oh no, yeah no I haven't caught the stream, but I'm actually like I'm not no shame. I'm gonna try and catch one of this, one of these days. 
Well, because apparently, uh, from what I'm seeing, not a lot of actual sexual stuff happens. It's yeah, mostly have, just her, think, like, think, talking to her audience. Yeah, I've seen clips, and a lot of it is just, like, uh, her being, like, kind of just sitting there. But I assume she's going to, like, try and advance the abilities of her model and rig setup eventually, probably. I don't if know. I, if I don't get titty lasers, I'm going to lose my mind. That'd be awesome. All right, well, that that was our anime topic of the week. Yeah, here you uh, go. Uh, that was uh, fun, actually. It's the We Hate Anime podcast. If you want to follow uh, Frog, Frog, uh, you are Frog King on Twitter, right? Yeah, I'm F-R-0-G-K-1-N-G. It's a bit weird to spell, but it's been in the description, I assume, as long as Mike does his fucking job. <laughs> Mike is Annie Makaru. Annie Makaru? Uh, that's A-N-I? No, 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 no. He's got to upload this episode. He could put his own damn Twitter link in. It's and, in the description uh, as well. And then, uh, oh gosh. Dare Mothman. Just post, and then me is, I'm Dare Mothman, D-E-R Mothman, because somebody stole the Mothman and doesn't update their account. Yeah. Um, follow me on Twitter, because especially because it's around the next week or so, I'm probably going to be updating my, about my video I'm trying to make and uh, probably upload it to YouTube at some point and I'll, I'll post it there when it's ready. All right. Oh, also, we have a Discord server, but it's also oh. in, the dis- in the description. Okay, cool. Okay, fine. Wait, we got to Mike, do your damn job and put the Discord server in the description. Yeah, Mike, what the fuck? <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Just, I feel so bad he's not even in the episode. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> Joke's on you, fools. I was here the whole time. <laughs> so long.